All right. Hello and welcome to the In Progress Report, where we share innovative approaches for overcoming barriers of personal growth. I am Alfred, and I'm joined this morning with my co-host, Nico Victoria. What's good, Nico? Good morning, Alfred. How are you doing today? All right, actually. Not as uh, happy as I would be usually. Um, this mm. week has been pretty stressful and pretty, I guess, um, upsetting to be candid to be very candid actually um the past couple days even i've just spent countless hours doom scrolling through instagram Mm. twitter everywhere with um with seeing all the news about um all the haitian hate that has been brought to the surface in these past couple months and it's been really brought to like a a boiling point now now that we've seen some of the crazy stuff that's been happening on the news and yeah. Nico and I just wanted to bring this to our um, to our listeners attention uh, we are standing 100% with Stop Asian Hate and we're also asking for some allyship and some vigilance among any of mm-hmm. you any of our listeners um, to participate in doing what we can to end all the hate that's been happening towards the API community and uh, I am personally not quite sure how to go about going through this conversation, but I know action should be done. Yeah. When I think, you know, as both of us as members of the AAPI community, when stuff like this comes up, it's always, you know, it's always very, or I'm not very personal for us, unless it's happening to our family, but, you know, it's personal in that we can imagine very much it happening to members of our own family and it's i know it's been really in the news just these past couple weeks and months but it's really you know it's been for a long time ever since a certain person i mean in i guess even before that even to put the blame on uh the last president is kind of like you know that's it's been more than that but i for sure the pandemic and you know the whole history of of covid has um exacerbated some of the issues and because we've had videos from months and months ago of of individuals calling out uh asian people at restaurants or on the streets in parks and you know harassing them for for whatever reason or, or actually for the specific reason of their of their race and you know it's it's heartbreaking and you feel it feel really feels like you know in the time in the day and age we're in we feel like we've moved past a lot of this but you know it's it just goes to show that it's it's alive and well that racism and um like and biases and stereotypes are alive and well and and you know it's at the same time while i you know we as members of the api community stand in solidarity with our fellow Asians and um, and all that. I think it's also important for us to remind the rest of the API community to also stand in solidarity against any type of racial injustice. You know, I, I feel like when when you know the, the whole Black Lives Matter movement was getting really big, and 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 then there was or there was some posts on Twitter previously of like, you know, we should stand up or where, where they were, there's things against, um, against Asian people for about the virus and stuff like that. This was like months and months ago. I would see stuff on Twitter, um, like from, at least from some of the, some members of the black community that, that I am followers of. And they were like, Oh, you know, when, when did they, when have they spoken up against race, racial injustice against us? And so I think, you know, whether or not you feel like you have done your part in fighting Black Lives Matter movement, it's important to always, you know, keep in mind that just because it's happening to your own community or a community that you identify with, you also need to be aware and cognizant of um, other other things going on not to take away from the current movement at all mm-hmm. um, but just kind of another action item because you know it's 
injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. So, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about something personally that I could be doing to mm-hmm. to be more in the know or to to arm myself to to fight against racism towards um, the Asian community specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read on like Twitter one of the things you can do is just educate yourself on some of the the countries and some a bit of its language languages. Yeah. So. I've fallen off and using my Duolingo quite a bit. <laughs> uh, so I'm thinking about picking back up um, my studying of the Japanese language and even learning Tagalog. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about my culture. And, but if, um, not that I don't know anything, but I can learn more and spend more time learning it and mm-hmm. teaching myself. I'm old enough to teach myself this stuff now. Um, yeah. So I probably, not, not probably, I think it, that's the best solution for me so I can learn more about my history and being able mm-hmm. to advocate it for in that in that way um just as a personal action item for myself because it kind of yeah. hurts just to know that all this is going on and not know what can be done and that's i think a small little solution that i can do on a daily basis yeah and then yeah i think nico said not only being aware of all the racism that's happening towards one specific community but also towards our all other minorities mm-hmm. um and then just remaining i think vigilant and yeah. paying attention to all of, like the little things that are happening around you even if it's like a small like microaggression or a random joke towards a specific group mm-hmm. really um calling those out or even if it's a big action item that you see in the on the, on the streets or while you're out someone yelling at you or like yelling at a random person calling them out or even just calling somebody to help look into the situation i think that is what i can think of in the immediate to 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 counteract what's been going on but i this is a bigger conversation and i'm sure there's way more um action items and more solutions that can be done to Mm -hmm. to to do all this um but that's also the essence of this show. We see a problem. The next step is what do we do next and how do we mm-hmm. how do we fix it and I think how do we, we work towards that? How do we work towards it? How do we end racism? And if we just keep that attitude, that's all that's all that we can do. And we just keep the conversation going and learn what we can do instead of just sitting at this place for forever. Mm-hmm. Um and if you're interested in um sharing your thoughts and solutions on what we can do to stop hate and racism all these big questions or even if you want to find solutions towards you're creating your own um, personal plan and being around under other individuals with a personal mindset I invite you to join us on the discord um, link in the description that is is there um, probably even keep another tab we can create like a brave space tab to have a mm-hmm. conversations about stuff that are happening and if you feel unsafe or need people to know um if you experience some form of racism i think we can also include that as a spot in in the discord too and then we can find ways of creating support for that um but in lighter news and into our regular programming um what how do we usually start out these episodes nico we yeah so for those of you who have listened for a while and for those of you who ha- haven't or who join us for the first time uh, we usually start off each episode by listening to the sounds of the the actual sounds the real sounds of an animal that we tried to imitate at the end of the last episode and last episode we were trying to imitate the sounds of an eland um, and what we were woefully unaware of what exactly an eland is uh, but we tried our best, and we also had our friend Andre joining us. So if you are curious the sounds that we made, um, you can check out our last episode, which was all about haiku. Uh, but let's go ahead and listen to the sounds of an eland. Did you hear that? There was like little clicking. Yeah, that's that's all I heard. 
yeah, I think that was it. Um, it's <laughs> I was it kind of sound it almost sounded like a keyboard click. Mm. But what types of keys are we talking uh, like yeah, tactile? I mean, they, are we talking linear? Actually, let me see. You sound pretty linear to me. <laughs> I see the connection though. Did Andre make the sounds of a clicking? He did more of a. He. I don't really remember what he did. I feel like he was went like a kind of was thinking like a reptile. If you if let's go back to like thirteen seconds, I think. Yeah. Thirteen, twelve. Okay. They're a little bit more distinct. Yeah, those definitely aren't. Is that his tapping? His foot? I don't think it's his foot. Interesting. Well, and also the title of the video is Eland, African Eland Clicking. But is the clicking coming from the stomping? Uh, yeah. That's interesting. I we Well, I didn't think he would be, or he, it would be making the sound. <laughs> I, put, I already ascribed the gender, gender to it. Look at me being a problem. Um, I, I didn't even, the animal didn't even, I don't see, yeah. I would have thought. The Elan would be making more of an animalistic, not animalistic right. sound, but uh, using its throat in something mm -hmm. and then more of and a I'm, roar. I feel like it probably does, but I wasn't able to find any videos of that. Um, and but I do, I think it's interesting that if they do make these clicking sounds, um, because it seem it would seem like a click would be the. It would be like a finer form of communication for for these animals, but I don't know. Mm. Is it is it just me, or is it starting to get harder to find animal sounds for the animals we, animals we've been been picking? It I feel like it has been, but just because the animals we've been rolling have been very obscure. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Though, honestly, I feel like we've kind of gotten lucky because we haven't gotten too many animals that don't make any sounds, you know? True. I think the last time we had was the, the thorny or the, the thorny right. bull, right? And that exactly. Was the only we haven't time... gotten too many lizards, which is why. Because mm. that was the only lizard we got, right? Yeah, that's, and... that's the only one I recall. And then... This one's different from the other ones. This one, this is the first time it was just clicking. Yeah. And even because like we've gotten a lot of these antelope, buffalo looking animals. But this is the first yeah. one that wasn't like an actual uh, grunt or a, a mooing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was expecting. That I was like, is it going to moo right. or is it it's like going to... Yeah. Maybe it does but, it too. Yeah, I'm. Sh I I wanna say it almost definitely does, but I wasn't able to find any sounds of that. Mm. Mm. Ah. But anyways, that's so. Those were the sounds, or at least a sound, some sounds of an eland. Uh, next thing we're gonna do is just kind of get into our weekly recap and talk about how our weeks went um for me the this this past week i don't know if alfred has seen the spreadsheet but Let me take a look now no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's been a little it's just been a little bit rough getting back uh i started classes again after spring break on monday and it's just been a bit rough for me getting back into the swing of things and i feel like even the spreadsheet doesn't do how rough it's been how it doesn't do that justice um at the end of last kind of leading up to my final exam while i had kind of dropped off on some of my the tasks that i said i was going to do i feel like i did have a really well established routine especially in the morning of getting up writing in my planner, reading my book, um, and then coming back to my desk and get to get some work done. Um, once I went back home, I feel like it, it really disrupted things, which 
I think we we talked a little bit about last week, um, and and then after coming back to my to my apartment after being home for a little while, um, it's been I haven't been really maintaining that morning routine as much, um, which I really need to be doing and um, mm. just you know just for my own personal wellness and it gets into this whole idea that I feel like we can talk about another time of uh, of identity of who we say we are and how that influences what we do um, but anyways if so for me one of my tasks is practicing piano that's something I've been really wanting to try to do more of and get back into um, as I've said before and that I've I think I've pretty much not done it it at all for the 20 days that we've been into March which is really not been been good and I and I I mean I part of it is because I've made my task this month so specific everything I've done if you if you've listened before to the past couple episodes everything I've have set for myself is very specific and tied to um, specific daily routines that I have. And so that, and, and originally the idea was that it was going to make it easier to do these tasks. Um, but I think once it's been disrupted, once the other routine items have parts of the of the task and the routine and the habit have been disrupted then it kind of creates a cascade of disruption which mm-hmm. um which i found kind of difficult to to break i see um but we still haven't figured out a consequence for my last month's failures and so i think but i think definitely for this month we we we're going to need to come up with something. Um, Let's see. And we can double it up at um, least if we, if we don't post anything since then. Okay, so I feel like I'm kind of leaving you out. I was thinking about this over mm. the week. I, was, I feel like I've been leaving you out on a ledge hmm. And when it comes to this, this consequence thing because we're kind mm-hmm. of in this together, right? And if I have to be yeah. holding you accountable and saying that we need to, we need to get this on track, then mm-hmm. that means I also have to put myself on the hook for... for I guess any shortcomings that you feel like you're having too. Mm-hmm. So I've been feeling like I should also participate in this consequence too, because mm. I also, as an accountability partner, have been failing you and asking more of you to to keep up with things that have, that has caused this disruption. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that um, this disruption is is bad. It's kind of something that we just have to figure out a way of working around. Because I I know what it feels like to be disrupted after creating a structure for myself because that's right. what happened with <laughs> hanging out with my dad last week where I had like the structure of like, oh, I'll wake up and then I'll do this and then um, I'll and then I'll start journaling. And then the next after that, during lunchtime, I'll do my dance thing. Um, I've still been doing all of that, but it's been at random times during the day and at random quality mm. because it's just like I'll just get it done right away real quick, which is not not how I should be doing these things. But I'll still be I'll still be doing my tasks on the daily. So let's think here. We have a consequence that we have to do and we mm-hmm. both have to do it because. I think it, it I mean, I think it can be a little bit more um, harsh towards me since I'm like or, or on the person who has the thing. I think, yeah, if you want to if you want to stand in solidarity with me and bear some of the brunt of it I think that's good but I I what I w- would like is for you to hold me accountable and be like hey you know kind of uh with a little bit of a competitive edge and and ah that'd like, probably be big I think this hey, would work though like so. you didn't you didn't do it so you you suck <laughs> no not that you suck but like you know yeah. this is this is I'm hold this is me holding you accountable for 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 uh what happened well i'll do that well Mm. i'll do it in this way by saying 
because you feel like you've you've uh, you've had your shortcomings and you don't want that to happen again, mm-hmm. I'll hold you accountable by also going through the the pain too. So that way you'll know not to put me through that shit again. <laughs> you know? That, okay, okay. That's because like uh, if if it's like if it's coming around the court, you'll also be thinking, well, Alfred's gonna have to do this embarrassing shit yeah. too. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to do it, something embarrassing, but I will do it if this will help. You, if right. this will help, not. Ha- make this happen again because this is something mm-hmm. that we did i did before i th- as a as a kid but i think it, it might have been a little bit more of a cruel uh an unreasonable punishment uh <laughs> where with our dance team uh-huh. we had um i guess like if something happened in rehearsal like someone came late mm-hmm. and they came in like hour late to one of our, like, our long session rehearsals yeah um you know who'd be the ones to do all the push-ups and sit-ups for the time that oh, it, no. it's not the person who came late; it's the rest of the team. Right. And that I, <laughs> that uh, that was kind of like like to be that person to come in late and you see your teammates like doing shit on your behalf. Mm-hmm. That I feel like that kind of hurts. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of do something similar to that too, where like you know, not only do you have like your embarrassment on the line or your mm-hmm. your thing on the line you also have mine too and then also that will remind me like if i if i slip right. up then i also have to put nika through something like this too and mm-hmm. well and also you have some stake in the game for keeping for holding me <laughs> accountable right yeah you, you want me to be accountable so you don't have to do the embarrassing shit too mm-hmm. um but yeah i i actually really i really like that and i think it touches on something that's really important as as far as motivation goes as like you know different people are motivated by different things and i think that's something that we've kind of danced around with this whole idea of the consequences that like i've been all about it and you've i feel like you've been a little bit more reluctant about it and i think part of it is that like i in a set in a way it's like it's me i like saying that, oh, I don't really care about what happens to me. Ah. But once somebody else, some once somebody else is on the line, I think that is going to be more motivating for me to mm-hmm. not have you go through something like that. <laughs> um, and kind of like what you said with your dance team. Um, and it's like, it's, Find figuring out what are the things that motivate you and what are the things that um, that make you that you know that kick your ass into gear to get done the things that you want to get done or mm-hmm. that you know you should get done. Mm-hmm. And it's good for us to put these consequences in place because these these habits that we're forming are more more like proactive things. So if, mm-hmm. it, if it falls off, you don't see, like, the immediate consequence. I mean, you just don't get right. the reward of doing it over time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if it's not, like, a priority, then, like, we don't necessarily have to do it, do it. But if we put this type of consequences, this thing, then it becomes more of a priority because the yeah. consequence is just straight up in our face. <laughs> and you can't ignore it. Um, but I, I, I realize that I should be joining you in this, too, because, yeah. So... Great. Um, but I know you'll kick it back into gear right away. I don't worry. <laughs> I don't worry. <laughs> but if you don't, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm going to have to be like being a little bit more aggressive with this. But I mean, so for how my, my week went, there was a day that I didn't do this. This, this month hasn't been as consistent as like last mm. month or prior months. Yeah. Um, the, the tasks that I'm doing aren't as, as specific as Nico's, nor are they any more difficult um it just haven't been um creating that structure of where i'm doing it like all the time and when i'm doing it like i told nico sometimes i'm bullet journaling in the beginning and other times i'm bullet journaling journaling at like <laughs> twelve fifty at night <laughs> so if like, yeah. i could say i could check it off before it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 done um but i think moving forward I want to add more of that same specificity to it, at least Mm. to one, maybe one task, two tasks. Yeah. Uh, So they have like that 
that trigger that you had mentioned once before and that knows that what I, I should do it when when um when that trigger comes around mm-hmm. I because now it's been different now I'm like sitting here and I'm like did I do what I was supposed to do today <laughs> yeah I did it earlier wait did I and then I do it again yeah so it's like trying to remember um little things oh also that kind of is something that's been happening recently so I have a this is also another random thing so I have allergies and then I'll take the allergy pill right and I'm mm. I'll, after I'll take it I'll be sitting there like at, like after lunch and be like wait, did I take my pill today <laughs> and then because um, I'm just sitting here I'm like what how am I supposed to remember if I did it every day what yeah. I realize is what I could do is after I take this um, take one of the pills I'll put it in a different location hmm so if I'm sitting here and I realize that I take today and I see it in a different spot, I'll think, oh, yeah. if it's there, then probably uh, I probably did. And then after that, and put it back away. Yeah. So that's cool. That it's just like, like a that. reminder. I'm like, I'm like, right. Oh, because I, I, I sometimes I knock myself for not remembering if I did something or not. But I realize mm-hmm. that a lot of things are happening in the day. Sometimes I'm not yeah. always paying attention. There's nothing right. wrong with me. I just have to find ways to remind myself. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, I think having a trigger would be something that I want to do that you're doing. Um, and that way it'll make it, that'll up the rigor of my, my task too. And then also hold me to a standard, but it's also, it's hard to keep that type of structure all the time when you're on vacation, mm-hmm. when you're back at home. So the expectation yeah. to keep up that same level of like, I'm doing this every day is different. Um, but I'm, I'm going to use that as a takeaway that you're doing and add that into my next week and then next month. And also I'm going to add, well, I'm starting now Add just doing Duolingo every day, for like five yeah. months or something. Um, yeah. Mine definitely, I mean, I, I've been able to maintain my Duolingo streak, but it's definitely like, I don't know, a couple months ago when it was part of my task, I was, I was, you know, I was flying, dude. I, I was doing like um, five lessons a day at least. And, you know, my, my XP was like, you're at the top of the leaderboard. I, I mean, I got to what, like the obsidian league, which is, um, like I, that's so right now I'm back in, I think Pearl and I dropped down from diamond. Um, Pearl's over a diamond. I mean, no, no, no. I think it's Pearl. Then above that is diamond and then obsidian or something like that. Um, yeah. Team diamond. So, I I did fall down. I did have a fall from grace, mm. but it's something I really should get back into. But now that now that we are opening, at least within my apartment community, opening back up, I do want to start approaching some some of my classmates and other people about starting like a Spanish club uh, yeah. to have a little bit more. Uh, more experiential uh, type of learning and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, it's yeah. I think it, I think having incorporating some of these um, trigger reward cycle type things for habits is a good idea. And like uh, that thing that you said with your with your bottle, your medicine bottle. It's that's something I always struggle with. Remember, like even even in the shower, I'll be like, "Did I, did I shampoo already?" <laughs> or, I and then so really. I might I might do end up doing it again. Or like, or it's also something that. And so, I had uh, read something about, or uh, like a strategy that people use when they're leaving their house and if they forget to lock the door. I remember this or, one. Um, I remember this one. But yeah, yeah. Or when they forget to, or if you want to, or like when I park and I want to remember where I parked my car and they were saying like, oh, do something, do something weird after you do it. Something strange and unique. Yeah. Like, like, I, I don't know, make a weird sound and that will be almost like, like an anchor, something that you're like, did I, did I uh, lock the door? Oh, yeah, I did. Because after I locked the door, I stomped my foot three times or whatever. Um, but I've tried, but then again, I've kind of tried that and I feel like it hasn't worked too much. Maybe I just haven't done weird enough things to make it memorable, but 
um, yeah, maybe maybe getting into the whole memory palace thing might be a bit overkill though for. I was thinking that might be a strategy of built of doing those. I don't know if you know about like memory palaces, the way that the, all the professional memorizers will memorize things. They'll imagine like a, a house or a castle or a palace, and then each room has a different memory marker. So it'll be like if they're trying to remember a deck of cards, they'll be they'll imagine themselves going through this castle or this palace, and each room is okay ace. There's something that reminds them of Ace, and then that leads them to the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and that, and then they'll be able to memorize a whole deck of cards using this method after seeing it like once. I know um, I've heard of some people using like abstract images to mm. that are associated with letters to remember like a person's name or something. It's okay. Like name. I I think like you remember like when so you see someone's face, you remember like the image that is attached to it. Mm-hmm. and um and uh and then where you go and then like when you remember the image you can make out their name it's just you create like a kind mm-hmm. of a crypt like a language or something and you can come off mm-hmm. of i kind of have a strategy for remembering people's birthdays that kind of work okay for me. so i don't usually remember the exact date but i mm-hmm. remember where in this mental image of a calendar their birthday lands hmm so yours is november 22 Mm-hmm. How I imagine that is I see a calendar. It looks like top down. I mm-hmm. think, well, I remember Nico's birthday is like right around here. <laughs> that mm. it, it makes it makes sense. Head. It's like right around here. It's like it's in, I know it's, remember, I can remember November. Then I remember it's like in the later half of November. And then it becomes mm-hmm. a guessing game of like where, where from the <laughs> 21st to the 25th is it? And uh-huh. that's usually the game that I play. Oh. And then I also remember like, who can I remember off the top of my head? Um, Alex Esclamato. His is like some towards in the middle of the year. That's like April 4. Mm-hmm. I think April, and then I think it's somewhere over here. I, I play like this game in my head, but mm-hmm. it, it works for me. And I huh. think it depends on how a person that mind, mind works and how familiar you are with it to create the solution. So I can, rem- I, right. I think if I were to like lock the door and do a shimmy and like walk <laughs> away, I can remember um, whether I lock the door or not because. Yeah. Um, I'll, I can remember feeling that that sensation. I can go back to remember having mm. that sensation. Uh, but I, but it, it's really it's really fascinating how like the mind, like the human mind works, and how different people yeah. do things. Um, that's why we have to come up with our with our own solutions that work for us. I mean, I can see certainly. I, wow, there's there's so many things that yeah, you can do, but maybe even putting the bottle, the shampoo bottle, to the left when you're done. <laughs> yeah, or turning it, tur- rotating it. I don't know. Yeah. But also the other thing is you have to remember to put it back after because if the next right. day you come there and you see it right when you come mm-hmm. into the shower, you'll think that you already shampooed <laughs> your head even though the water hasn't even ran yet. <laughs> no. You know? I don't know if it would go that far. but <laughs> it, would, it would for me. I, I, I'll, the, well, the bottle's here Even now. before you're wet and you say, I shampooed my hair already. Because <laughs> well, well, you're, like, you're in there and then you don't even recognize that the bottle's over there already on the, on the, uh-huh. on the finish side. And then you'll you'll run the water. No, actually, yeah. I guess running the water will be a trigger to remember that you haven't shampooed yet because you haven't done anything yet. But <laughs> you'll start it up, and then you'll be already midway through the process. And you're like, right. wait, how come my bottle's over here already? Did I? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. You'll be uh, you'll trick yourself. Yeah. That's funny. All right. So today we also wanted to talk a little bit about inspiration and just different things related to it. We touched on it a little bit in our discussion on the practice, um, but we just wanted to have a little bit more of a a free-form conversation about about inspiration and and where it comes from for both of us and like the different people who inspire us and just anything and everything related to this idea of inspiration. And I know for me, it's hard to say, like, one, one source of inspiration that I, that I have a, sing, a singular source of inspiration and kind of like um, bringing it back to Seth Godin's book, this idea of a muse of, as like a source of one's inspiration. I, 
I am personally unable to place to have like a single a singular muse that I feel like I always go to for inspiration. For me, I see inspiration as something that's very much a culmination of our life experiences that each of us have different experiences and different problems that we've faced in our life and that that serves as a source of inspiration for different things or like whenever whenever somebody has an idea or a unique invention or solution to a problem that has come in my mind from their life experiences they grew up having this problem a lot or they um they experienced something that in their life and then they eventually were able to connect the dots through other experiences to a, a unique solution to that problem um but that said you know i also get inspiration from other people from things i read from uh things that i see of mm -hmm. things but then again that also ties back to my life experiences i'm drawn to those things because of my life experiences and because of the things I value. And then that makes me inspired by those things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Being informed by everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it's not a specific place, but I see what you mean. Like, I think there is a dancer named Philip Jabeep who said something similar to that, or at least something mm -hmm. that I thought where um, when he's choreographing, he says that forgot where i heard this interview from or where he had said it but everything that you choreograph everything that you're doing in movement is form informed from some prior experience that you've had and mm. he had said that since he had like a background in engineering and um being a very much a mechanical thinker a lot of his movement is very mechanical and um mm. abstract in that way like it's very i think if you ever seen any of his stuff it's it's it all moves it's all very crazy but it all looks right. like it's a moving like machine yeah right that's cool so that kind of how it informed his his interpretation of dance and how mm -hmm. he choreographs um i think the same way too so i i asked this because i i wonder how much um because inspiration for me always comes from copying the best like imitating the mm. best imitating mm -hmm. who i think is the best in the field and and trying to be as great as them and that also comes at the 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 um the the problem of also just being a biter and like just mm. mimicking for mimicking sakes but i feel like you have to copy the best in order to to learn how to get to where they're at and then right. creating your own from your own way for there cuz i think for me is i've been i can watch myself dance and look and be like okay i remember where i got that move from i remember where i got mm. that move from i remember that move <laughs> is from this person and, and I'm like, well, am I, am I, am I biter? Am I, yeah. am I copying too much? Am I, is that, is that inspiration still? Or is that just me being lazy and not thinking for myself? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think there's like that balance that I teeter with, but I also like to think of it as, as inspiration. And I think if anything ever comes up and asks where I got these ideas from paying homage to like the greats before might be a good way of doing, of, of, mm -hmm. uh, saying where like i got my ideas from because i think this even happens this happens in scholarship too right yeah you have to build off other people's ideas mm -hmm. definitely uh, well and even even the like that's like, honestly what all of academia of all of research is right if you go if you've used google scholar you'll notice that they're the phrase, the quote that they put underneath the search bar for Google Scholar is standing on the shoulders of giants. And uh, yeah. and so this idea of that, you know, nothing you, everything you do, every, all the work that you're doing is building off of the work of someone else. And I, like this, I, this concept of biter is actually new to me. I, I re haven't really heard it before. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I think, um, it's definitely it's definitely inspiration because none of us have a truly unique idea in my mind everything everything we that we come up with came from somewhere whether it was directly or indirectly um i agree with that too yeah I see that. like 
kind of like what I was saying, it's all it's all based on our life experiences and it whether we're cognizant of it or not. Um, something that somebody did or somebody uh, showed us had an influence on us and we and if we liked it and we, and we thought it was valuable, we thought it was good, we thought it was unique or creative, we will incorporate it into of into ourselves and try to try to emulate that and try to become like that or try to get to that point where um, we are closer to that ideal that we have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also brings up the, the idea of mentors and of of heroes and all that um and there was a like a article that might have also been seth godin and he was talking about like mentors versus heroes and he was actually saying that uh we should all find ourselves that mentors are good but we should all find ourselves heroes because heroes can't disappoint you heroes are separate from reality and they are more of an ideal. So, I mean, just using a classic example, or I guess maybe an extreme example of a superhero, like we imagine a a superhero who has these ideals that we would like to embody. They don't directly mentor us, they don't directly teach us, but they are something that we aspire to and try to move towards. So that, that, I mean, that can also be a source of inspiration of, um, again, informed by our values and by what we grew up with and how we grew up, but thinking about what is, what is our ideal and how, how does our ideal, how do our heroes act and behave and how do we get closer to that? Ah, so, so it's, it's said that it's better to be having heroes than mentors mm. it's better to have it, yeah the idea which i thought was kind of weird too yeah because it's like you you would think that you know having a mentor somebody to actually teach you and to work with you uh, would yeah. be something valuable and I, and I think it doesn't deny it it doesn't deny that but it also says that mentors can also disappoint you mentors are fallible and mentors um you know I guess yeah, just all of that. Yeah, I know. I know this. The saying, "Never meet your your hero," right? Mm. Because once you do, you'll be right. more disappointed than you are. Yeah. Excited. I think yeah. I think that's kind of what what it's, in some ways, getting at. Mm. But. but I also feel like you have to be. Uh, I guess some you have to be. Mature enough to to have the process to mm. to emulate heroes, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes mentors can help you set yourself up to get on that path to learn like yeah i don't think there always has to come to the point where you stop leaning on a mentor and Mm -hmm. and um you start thinking for yourself and then Mm -hmm. when you start looking at people that are your heroes you can kind of have that process in place to to learn to do what they're doing and um but that i that's just my my quick take from from thinking about this I like the idea of having people that you are just like, damn, they're the best. I want to, I want to, I want to learn from them. I want to be like them and then take little bits here yeah. and there to, to, to copy. Um, I've been trying to do that more with podcasting recently too. Um, with my podcast reading, just watching a bunch of um, really big and popular hosts mm. and seeing what they do to help make their, their guests feel like welcome on the show or some of the, the, the techniques that they use to keep the story going. Um, Joe Rogan is, he, he's, he's a really good host. He's really good at Mm -hmm. making his, his, uh, his guests feel comfortable. And I'm like, damn, I gotta figure out how he does that. He gives him weed. He does give him (laughs) weed. He does give him weed. And then he always, he always falls back on weed. If he wants something to talk about, which is, uh, (laughs) that's his thing though. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I think here are uh, this idea of heroes and people or people that who inspire you. 
Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's, for me, there's a lot of people who inspire me and, you know, obviously my parents, there's, there's certain aspects of them that I, where I guess, obviously they embody values and ideals that I aspire to, um, just partially because that's, they, they raised me. And so they, <laughs> they created the values that I have. And so therefore they're, they are kind of my standard, Yeah, but also in that as I've grown myself as a person and as I've developed values kind of outside of um, outside of my household I've noticed thing other things that they do that make them um, valuable role models um, mm -hmm. and also you know like seeing i think also just in what we're doing here like i see you as a role model in in a lot of ways and ways that i can that things that you do that i think are really creative and things that you do that that i think are worth emulating and mimicking and trying to incorporate that into into myself mm -hmm. and just you know like like i said we're all these conglomerations of of people in our lives who i think have affected us and people who we want to be like um and it reminds me of a saying that my one of my latin or not one of my 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 only latin teacher um who is also a, like a, i like to consider as like a life coach he'd always have these little tidbits um <laughs> but he would say uh surround yourself with people who make you better and who you make better mm. and so just like, you know, finding communities of people who are similar, who have similar values or are going in a, in a similar direction that you want to go. And that's all it's a, that's completely up to you. You choose the people who you hang out with. You choose the people who you surround yourself with. And hopefully that they help you grow in a direction that you want to grow. And if not, then maybe it's time to find another community. Maybe it's time to to move on and graduate from from a community that you once thought was valuable. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Damn. So I was going to I was going to have to ask you another question, Nico. So yeah. if it's if it's important to not meet your heroes, then how do I unmeet you? <laughs> Cuz but no, you you said it in that you you already nailed it in the head. Surround yourself with individuals that help you feel like you're growing and then you can also feel like you're helping them grow too. And that's hmm. well, I have that with you here, brother. Um, yeah. and if anyone's looking for a community space <laughs> to join as well, say so yeah, I'm unplugging this again, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, join I us, join it. us here in the in progress report, join us discord. Thank you for tuning in. Um, or even just reaching out to other people that you think would be that for yourself. You don't have, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to find that, that space here, but find it somewhere. I'd yeah. say, um, and that, that, uh, that will lead us into what, what kind of animal do we got for this? Sorry. I was like trying to figure out a transition. I was like, no, I'm out, laughing. I'm laughing at the animal that I pulled up. Oh, what you got? We, this week we have the hedgehog. <laughs> got a dash. What does he say? What do you say? Uh, Rolling around at the speed of sound. I freaking a Jimmy Neutron, not a Sonic. Got a blast. Search a to blast. the stars to find candy bars. Was that the theme song? With the stuff for invention. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. I I haven't heard that in so long. Right? It's trippy, right? That's, that's like in the back part of your memory. And then when you yeah. hear it, it's like you're back a kid again. <laughs> or like you'll, you'll see the show crazy memories weird. all right so sounds of a hedgehog hmm. this is another quiet one it might be all right you ready you got something yes sir in three two one go <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So uh, you, there's no video here, but Alfred was rubbing his hand and his shirt on uh, on his mic, creating those sounds. I just think of the the things the the pointy the spiky mm-hmm. parts like the rustling spines. against something like the sand yeah. or like other hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. So I do fear that if we look up the sounds of a hedgehog, that the, that is not what's going to come up. But I do not doubt that those sounds likely do occur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a pet hedgehog in my science class back in middle school. Mm. I thought that was the weirdest thing. I was like, why is there a hedgehog on Guam? And why <laughs> is it? Did it, get there? <laughs> it was in a box in the corner of the room where we didn't even see it. That was the uh-huh. other weird thing. I was like, why is it under the cupboard in the back left of, of I won't say the name of the teacher, of the, the science classroom. I thought it was weird, but I guess. Mr. Solomon. <laughs> of Mr. Solomon's classroom. <laughs> Would he have one of those? He'd have a freaking pet turtle in this classroom. Let's not cap. It's not going to be a hedgehog. Thank you for listening to the In Progress Report. Nico and I are interested in hearing your thoughts on this episode. So if you would like to share with us your answers to this episode's question or share with us what you've been working on, please use the link in the description to record and send to us a voice message. All voice messages sent to us through that link may be used in a future episode. Also, to keep up to date with new episodes, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or follow this show on Spotify. We also have an Instagram at The In Progress Report where we share highlights from the show. If you're interested in supporting this show, please consider leaving us a review. Once again, thank you for your time, keep the practice, and thank you for tuning in to The In Progress Report. Thank you.